0: Hello, welcome to Wake Up to the Word. Good morning, good morning. If it's morning for you, if it's afternoon, well then, good afternoon. Glad you're joining us. Glad you're here to wake up to the Word. I hope you have your Bible reading plan, and we'll uh, get our studio audience involved here. A studio audience that doesn't exist as we broadcast from the bowels of the... uh, Arksdale Communication Complex. So, uh, we're had our question a few weeks back about whether you listen or you watch and listen just to see who was doing more. Well, that that poll question wrapped up, and uh, you have uh, you have spoken. You have spoken. Eighty three point three percent of the people who um, take in Wake Up To The Word. And just to let you know, we crossed over, If I, I think I mentioned it yesterday, 500, 500 plays. So thank you very much. I'm very excited that so many people are watching and listening. Uh, but 83.3% are watching and 16.7% of you uh, just listen to the podcast. And that's uh, great either way. I'm glad you're involved. And I hope you have your... Bible reading plan. We do the sound, close up sound effects for those who just listen so they know exactly uh, what we're doing here. So uh, we are uh, uh, podding, casting, uh, being heard or and or watched in four countries so we are excited about that too thank you for sharing keep sharing that uh the word here wake up to the word with your friends uh we are just amazingly uh over the top thrilled that so many people are engaging in this podcast. So let's get into the Word on New Testament Friday. Glad you're here. And our New Testament reading for this Friday, March the 10th, is Mark chapter 2 and John chapter 5. So good stuff. Right away, uh, Jesus uh, in chapter 2 of Mark... Uh, heals a paralytic something I noticed in there is is um uh, both uh, unique uh, questioning but um uh, in verse two uh, it says And many gathered uh, many gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even at the door, and he Jesus and he was preaching the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic. Um, uh, the word was preaching the word. I'm I, I'm I'm curious as to his is preaching the word to them. Uh, I don't know, kind of a unique term in in light of what we know about the word and what it means. And uh, was he uh, speaking about who he was? He was preaching the word to them, or was he giving them the gospel? Uh, uh either is possible there's there's not enough information here to say what it was but just the unique um term thrown in there that's that's uh i don't think it's used in many places uh, to describe the gospel he's preaching the word to them uh so um i, I don't know i, I it, it jumped out at me because now it does because uh, of what we've learned uh, in Scripture, and we've learned together and we share it in that uh, Jesus is the Word and we've known that. But now that we see it uh, throughout the Old Testament and understanding that this is still the Old Testament, the Gospels. And if you haven't heard me say that before, uh, technically everything that occurs in the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, technically is still under Old Testament law, under the Old Testament covenant. And, uh, the new test, the new covenant has not come into play yet. So everything is still under the law. So Jesus goes and he's, he's speaking in the house. There's no room. Everything's packed in. And, uh, uh, some, some men bring a, uh, uh, a paralytic to him to heal him and they can't get in. So they go through the roof. Many of you know this account and, uh, cool stuff. He says, son, your sins are forgiven. He says to him, um, which is an interesting thing to say. And now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their heart. When Jesus, um, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, Questioning in their heart, why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Great statement. And uh, it's absolutely true. It's a true statement. Here is the truth. If Jesus is not God, he is a blasphemer. There's no two ways about it. And uh, any Jew that says, or any person that says, "Well, he wasn't God, but he was a good man." No, he wasn't a good man. If he's not God, then he's a blaspheming, lying, scheming con man who conned his way to being killed. That—that's. Those are the only other options. He's—he's. He's, uh, you know, we've heard all the, uh, the 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 clever triplets. He's either. A liar, a lunatic, or he's the Lord. That's, that's just all there is to it. And this blaspheming is, that would fall under the liar uh, category and or lunatic. But who can forgive sins? And immediately Jesus perceived in his spirit that they, that, that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things? in your heart, which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or rise up and take your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise up, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this sorry i'm yawning so uh this just amazed them and of course it would amaze everyone why wouldn't it amaze you he's just healed him and he just said so you know i'm the son of god i'm just going to prove it to you yes i can forgive sins and yes i can heal the paralytic man so then jesus the next section here in mark is he goes to levi and he calls him from the from the tax collector's booth follow me and immediately rose up and followed him. And uh, then the other tax collectors came as they went to his house, to Levi's house. And they're, they're uh, eating and uh, and Jesus is sitting there relaxing around the table. And of course, uh, they show up again. And uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, when they saw that he was uh, eating with sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, "Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So that's a real charge. That's a real uh, call to all of us. That um, I love uh, preaching the word. I love I love sharing the word. I love sharing the word with believers. I love uh, getting them to see the word of God uh, more brightly. But The call is also to those who do not believe, those who do not see, those who do not, are not walking in, oh my goodness, I can't stop yawning, can't, aren't walking in righteousness. Uh, So uh, what do I got to do to wake up? Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's get get it going here. Um, So um, there's questions about fasting, and then in, in that section of Mark, there's, this famous um kind of famous uh well-known verse i should say no one puts new wine into old wine skins if he does the wine will burst burst the skins and the wine is destroyed and so are the skins but new wine is for fresh wine skins and so what does that mean? It's like God's creating something new in you. It's almost it, it's it's a parallel to the you must be born again. You must be born from above. You must you got to be a new creation. God's doing new things in you, so you have to have a new creation. He can't put the new stuff into the old flesh. It doesn't fit. So you have to be you have to be new. You have to be born again. Um, uh, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. This is a just an amazing portion of Scripture. I just love. Uh, Uh, jesus teaching they're going through a grain field and they pluck the heads of the grain but it's the sabbath it's 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 saturday friday saturday uh sabbath as you look with hebrew eyes it's it's that friday saturday uh time and they're not supposed to be harvesting uh which technically is what they say and they say something to him Jesus replies about David when he was with his men and they ate the the showbread and uh, that's only meant for the priests and uh then Jesus gives this very poignant sentence this very poignant truth uh, the Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath so the son of man is lord of even the Sabbath so the 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 law had made the Sabbath something that it was never intended to be uh, yes, it's supposed to be remember the Sabbath to keep it holy keep it keep it uh separated to keep it to, to keep it holy um yes it's a it's a day of rest though and the, and it's for man it's not we're not supposed to chase around Sabbath uh we're supposed to honor Sabbath because it's for us. And when we partake of it, it, it helps us, it refreshes us, it, it builds us up. Um, and, and that Lord of the Sabbath, he's the Lord of rest. He's the Lord of that seventh day rest. And uh, he is our rest. He is our peace. When we call on Christ, we have that eternal rest and uh, in in that spiritual sense, all right. Let's move over to John. How am I doing on time? Probably pretty good. Yeah. Um, John five, John chapter five. Checked it off because we are almost done with our reading. Uh, Heals the man at the pool of Bethesda again on the Sabbath. Jesus always doing this stuff, pushing the envelope always pushing back on the religious requirements, always pushing back on following the rigid rules. The rules are not there to be rigidly followed. God is showing us where we honor him, where we, in his leading, this is where we should end up. It's not to got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, got to check check, check it all off because otherwise we're not going to get it right. Um, But he heals the man uh, at the pool of Bethesda, and he asks him a question, and this is a very pointed question. He walks up to him. Here's the other thing. People always say that Jesus always healed everyone who came to him, and that's just not true. There was hundreds, hundreds of sick people at the pool, and Jesus walked through the entire crowd and healed this one person. So it's not that I'm not saying that healing is not possible and that Jesus doesn't heal, but it's it's his timing. It's the spirit's leading. It's God's who who determines it. It's not us. It's not our call. It's his call. And does he use his people? Yes. Does he use those with with gifts and and abilities that he that the spirit gives? Yes, he does. But it's still his call. But as Jesus walked up to him, he said to him, do you want to be healed? What an incredible question. Why why, why would he ask this question? Why? What, what could possibly make this guy not want to be healed? Well, I can tell you from experience, as I've walked with people who have proclaimed faith in Jesus Christ and their life is a mess. And they come and they say, what, what do I have to do? Why is this happening to me? And I ask basically the same question. Do you want to, do you want to get well in this area? Do you want healing in this area? Do you really want to fix the problem? Or do you like living in the misery? Do you like living in the drama? Do you live for the attention of the issue? Hard question. Because some people love the drama. They love the attention. They love the issue. They love to be the focus. They, They love to have the poor me. And... And Jesus is asking that question. Do you do you want to be healed? Because if you don't, I'll leave you here in misery if this is what you want. But his answer was sufficient. Jesus healed him. Take up your mat and walk. Again, on the Sabbath. And the man didn't even know who it was. And uh, I wrote this down. This man had a headline. He had a headline. He had no idea. What, what, they asked him, you know, why, why are you carrying your mat on the Sabbath? You're not supposed to do that. And he answered him, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up your bed and walk. That's his headline. Maybe you have a headline. Maybe there's something that's happened in your life that was so miraculous, that was so life-changing, that was so life-altering, that just touched you and just... Turn your life around. That's your headline. That's you get the opportunity. Someone says, Well, you know, why do you why do you follow Jesus? Because he changed my life. Because I once was this way and now I'm this way. I once was all about me, now I'm all about others. You know, I once was a correction officer, now I'm a pastor. I you know, what 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 happened? How did this all take place? Jesus. Jesus is what happened. That's the headline. Share the headline. No one can take away your experience. They may want to debate the Bible with you, whether it's real. They may want to debate with you whether God is real or not. They cannot. They cannot take away your headline. They can't take away your changed life. That's a testimony. That, the testimony is The proof that God is in your life, that God changed your life. Uh, Jesus is equal with God. That's the next section. Um, They just kept wanting to kill him because he kept breaking the Sabbath. And it says that he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Well, that's a, that's a Jewish thing, and it, they explain it here, fortunately, in Scripture, because otherwise, I don't think we'd ever pick up on it. And he's saying he's the son of God, making him equal with God, but that is a that is a Jewish, that's a Hebrew thing. And so, uh, you know, if you call yourself the, the son, if I call myself the, the son of Tom, my dad's name, that, then I'm, I'm basically making myself equal with my dad, equal with Tom, equal with my father. So he's calling God his father, he's, he's the son of God, He's making himself equal with God. And so they just wanted to kill him because of that. And in just another example, that is a blasphemous statement. It's blasphemy. And and if Jesus is not God, then he's not worth following. But because he is God, because he met all the requirements of Messiah, because he fulfilled all the prophecies, because not because he met all the requirements, it's like, Okay, yeah, you passed. No, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Sorry about that. Oh, that's wrong button. There we go. But yeah, that was not. Okay, let's just, take two. All right, let's go with that. Because he fulfilled all the prophecies, it was proof that he was Messiah. He's proving to them who he is. So... um an interesting part of this, God's kind of goes into this next section. Jesus goes into this next section. He said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And greater works than these will He show Him, so that you may marvel. So He's. He's telling him he's he's basically sharing with us the process, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, is that uh, Jesus is just doing what the Father shows him to do. Just as when we walk to have that life, that walk, that spiritual, what is we should be doing as the Spirit leads us, because the Spirit is in communication with the Father. Uh, It is God within us, God dwelling in us. And so as the Spirit leads us, the Spirit led Jesus, showing him all that the Father was doing, all that the Father was saying. The Spirit wants to do that same thing with us, and he wants to show us. This is the leading of the Spirit that we talk about. All these things that you can do uh, in your life, he wants to show you. He wants to open doors for for talking with people, sharing the gospel, sharing the word (laughs) with others in all all its forms. So um, down in 24 of of chapter 5, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed from death to life. Trying to look at the other... uh, portion i thought i wrote something down there but i can't find it i wonder if it was in the anyway uh it's it's this is about believing who 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 sent who sent me has eternal life this is this is that god jesus the the triune-ness of god the 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 multiplicity of god the that that you're believing who God is and and, and that's what he's telling you. Um I'm trying to see where I wrote something down and I don't see it. Oh, it's on the next page. Okay. That's okay, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I thought it was here, but it's not. Um witnesses to Jesus. Uh Jesus says, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. That's That statement is right out of Jewish law. If you go back into the Old Testament, you're going to have two witnesses uh, into the law. You have to have two witnesses in order to for something to be true, for the testimony to be true. So he's going to have two witnesses. And uh, he says, there is another who bears witness about me. This is verse 32. And I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. Uh, um, you sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say that I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a uh, he. Wa- Let me put my glasses on. He was a burning, he was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. He's talking about John the Baptist. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing, bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard. His form you have never seen. But the words within the testimony of the Word of God, the testimony... That point to Jesus is the second testimony. Now here's the kicker. Here's what I wanted to show you. Oh, I thought it was on the previous page. Let me move this mic back a little bit. Verse thirty nine. You search the scriptures. He's talking to the Pharisees. Excuse me, talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. So here's what they're doing. They're searching the scriptures to find another way for eternal life besides Jesus, the Messiah, because he's saying that he's the way to eternal life. And they're looking in the scriptures to find a different way. They're trying to find a different way through the scriptures. So they are holding the scriptures up above the Messiah. That's, Jesus is telling us that the scripture's purpose is to point to him. It's pointing to Jesus. We shouldn't raise the scripture up above Jesus. We should raise the scripture up to point to Jesus. Because that's the only name by which men are saved, is Jesus. Not the Bible. The Bible does several things, many things, but two things in particular— points out man's sin, shows us that we're sinners and we're lost without a holy God. We, we, We fall short of the standard of a perfect and holy God. Two, that there's a Savior who's paid the penalty for our sin and that's Jesus Christ. It's not the Bible that saves us. It's Jesus that saves us. The Bible is the roadmap and the mirror that shows us our sin and points us To Jesus. They were looking for the scriptures to save them. Scriptures don't save anybody. Jesus saves. If you're looking at the scriptures, if you're holding the Bible up holier than Jesus, then you're missing the whole point. The scriptures point to the Savior. And the last thing, there is one who accuses you, and it's Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe in writings, in his writings, how will you believe in my words? What does that mean? Moses is well known to be the author and or compiler of the books of the law. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The books of the law, particularly Genesis. Genesis, as we're finding out in our Wednesday, Word on Wednesday group, continually point to Jesus. They continually point out the doctrines, the major doctrines of God, salvation, virgin birth, uh, Jesus uh, coming to save us. And we're only on the fifth chapter on Wednesday, and we've already seen all those things, um, Moses wrote about that. The law writes that. So if the scribes are looking to Moses, looking to the law to save them, they've and they haven't seen Jesus there, then they got to go back and read it again. They're missing the whole point. Well, that's what we got for you today on this New Testament Friday. We hope you've enjoyed it and uh keep drinking your coffee. I didn't have a cup right now, but Uh, We'll get a new batch next week. I got a whole variety pack, so this is exciting. We're going to have all kinds of coffee. So I hope you come and join us. Thank you very much for being with us here. We just have a great time doing this. We hope you enjoy it very much. Love you guys. We'll see you next week on Wake Up to the Word.